the greatest spiritual teachers are those who speak the least. Ramana said very little, and only when he was asked. And the reason for this is that the real self that we are is without words. is the wordless state of complete peace. And complete eyelessness, egolessness. Complete freedom from the prison of language. And thus, the self is absolute simplicity. And yet this state of absolute simplicity is what Immanuel Kant called the transcendental condition of all experience. What did he mean by that? The I in the visual field constitutes your visual experience. It focuses, it receives the light, and it transfers that information to the brain. But the I is not seen in the visual field. It is never an object. The I does not see itself. There's a second level of transcendental object, which is the brain that processes all of that data and creates images, signifiers, attitudes, etc. toward it. So we have a second level of transcendental conditioning of our experience. But all of that is within the physical plane. And these are very complex mechanisms. But then when you get to the really transcendental levels, where the mind is what constitutes the experience that the brain has put together, we're no longer at the level of sensation, we're no longer at the level even of mentation, but we're at the level that constitutes the capacity to think and to feel and to project and to recognize. But then that's not the ultimate. The mind itself is constituted by the soul. And the soul itself, when we analyze it, is constituted by the Atman. So there is the supreme <coughs> constituting factor of all experience, and that is the real self. Whether you call that supreme source of experience, God, or the self, or the emptiness, or Buddha nature, or any other word, it doesn't matter because no word can ever capture what that is because it is always beyond any capacity to experience that.
all experience occurs within the self and can be modified by the self because it is actually all part of the self and a creation of the self. But the self never appears as an object and the self to all intents and purposes, to the scientific mind, does not exist. And this is why many have called Advaita and Buddhism forms of religious atheism. You could say that, but they're not atheism in the same sense of, as the materialist doesn't believe in God. The materialist is simply refusing to believe in Sunday school stories but if the materialist had to actually consider what is the ultimate transcendental condition of experience, then that would be a different matter. So when the atheist attacks God, they're attacking a straw God, a false God. But when you ask who is doing the attacking, who is the source of the consciousness with that attitude, you can take that consciousness back to a level which cannot be understood. But it is fair to say that Advaita and Buddhism are forms of transtheism. Because no concept of God can ever capture the self. Not even the word self. And that's why we often will say the self is no self. And the metaphor is often used that what the self is is the space in which consciousness occurs. But even that is only a metaphor. Because the, se the self constitutes whatever space it is in which experience occurs, but is not itself that space. And therefore the self is absolutely transcendent of all conceptualization. And the only way to reach it is by letting go of the attempt to do just that. And then what you're let going, letting go of are all the identifications that have been projected that are all levels of false identity. And when all of it has been let go of, then it turns out that you are that which you can never define or locate or find in your experience. And the only way out of all of the traps of the mind is to transcend the mind. The mind cannot solve the problems that were created by the mind itself. And this is what the ego resolutely does not want to get. The ego believes it can solve its mental problems at the mental level. And all it really does is create more mental problems for itself. And more karmic problems. There's always blowback to whatever you think you've achieved. And today we are in the world facing every level of blowback political blowback for all the nations who think they're powerful, climatic blowback 
for the human race that thought it could just do whatever it wanted with nature. Blowback at every level of society and every level of culture and every level of relationship and of ego itself. The ego can no longer contain or manage its own existence. It's like one of those applications on a computer that's gotten so complex that it crashes all the time. Theoretically, it can do everything. The problem is it just doesn't work. And our egos are the same. In theory, they're wonderful devices, but they fail every time. The only fail-safe reality is the supreme real. So if we wish to live in peace and harmony and beauty and in touch with the creative sources of inspiration and not end up sabotaging ourselves by being the victim of unconscious forces that we don't see coming, that we naively think we have surpassed or left behind but come back to haunt us at our most vulnerable moment. If we want to escape all of those traps of the ego, the only way out is the realization of the Supreme Self. These are the teachings of every spiritual tradition, every great sage, every liberated being. There is no way out but in to the very source. And it's not good enough to get a little bit, move up one assemblage point or two, or even move from ego to soul. The soul still has its karma and its need for purgation. Only the union with the Supreme Self in which we have let go of all identifications will save us from suffering and free us to realize who we truly are and what is possible and how to be eternally in bliss. And so if you want that, the good news is it's very simple. It's absolutely simple. You just have to stop trying to grasp things with your mind, with language, and realize you are already the source of any problem you are trying to solve, and the solution is the self, not anything that you can think of. But once you are in union with that self, then creativity will flow to all the levels of your being, and healing will flow to all the levels, including the physical organism and the planet itself. But at each level of identification, we close off the flow. And then, sooner or later, there is weakness at the levels that have been atrophied because they did not receive the love and the light and the power of the Supreme. And so it must flow, and it can only flow when we realize we are one with all that is and with all beings who are not really separate beings at all, but are all manifestations of the oneself. So as we meditate tonight, let us return to the absolute simplicity
of the Supreme Being that we are eternally.